Hi everybody, it's Angela Calloway and Tisa Smart Washington. On today's episode of Boss, we're going to be talking about relationships. Now, and fair warning y'all, we've been talking and we're a little bit all over the map with this one, but we're going to focus in and deal with relationships and boundaries and relationships and all that good stuff as it relates to your life and professional career. Welcome to Boss. Hi, I'm Angela Calloway. And I'm Tisa Smart Washington, and this is Boss. Brilliantly owning self and success. So we're two friends on a journey to own ourselves and our success in the most authentic way possible. We found ourselves constantly on the phone, texting, motivating one another with different topics and ideas and having discussions around how to have greater agency in our own lives. And we realize we're not the only ones. So we invite you to come along on this journey with us. This is Boss, brilliantly owning self and success. All right, guys, jumping in. So we're talking about relationships and, we, and we've been talking about all kinds of relationships today. Love relationships. And, and, you know, we like to dig into how we have greater agency in all the areas of our lives. And we really kind of want to focus in on your, on our professional relationships. But again, we're going to leave room for us to get off course a little bit in case we fall into our personal life relationships that might come up too in this conversation. Cause so it's we, all related. Cause it's all related. Look at you. Yeah. Pun intended. <laughs> it's all relative. It's all relative. Oh, oh now you get fancy. <laughs> Now you're getting fancy. All right, guys. So uh, one of the things that we were talking about, uh, you know, leading into it was talking about boundaries in, in relationships. One of the ways that I feel work changed for me is that when I started in corporate America 20 years ago, work was work. Home was home. And you didn't, you didn't blend the two. You had your work personality and then you had your home personality and the more professional you were, the more it was celebrated, the more that you could be clean and professional in this. That's what people wanted. And then in today's world, people want to feel like they know you. Your coworkers want to be your Facebook friend and your Instagram friend. And I am that one that will hit delete. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh-uh, honey, because you don't need to see what's going on in my personal life. That's not your business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my Facebook account is set to private. So if you're not a friend, you shouldn't see any of my stuff anyway. And I think, uh, and I think there's a, a cultural aspect to that as well. Because if you have uh, are a member of a minority group, then code switching is a way of life. Yes, it is. And so the way that you behave at home is definitely different than the way that you behave at work. The way you present yourself. is definitely different. Um, I'm from a Caribbean background, and there are a lot of folks that work in corporate America and in other agencies that you would never know that they are of Caribbean heritage until you get around their, their relatives because you just have always, or growing up you learn that not only because the dialect is different, but the behavior is different when you are with your um, peers and your family versus your coworkers in a professional setting. And I love it because I love Tisa's Caribbean heritage and the way she says things. It's so sexy. Planted. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love it. Her accent is beautiful. 
Um, and it, it's wonderful, but I, but we do that. We have one personality that we present at work, but in today's work world, everybody wants to feel like they know the real you. And I have to be honest, it's something for me that I struggle with. Even when I was pastoring, I struggled with, you know, people feeling like they really, really wanted to know me and be my personal friend. And I would say, I'm not your personal friend. Right. I'm your pastor. So I'm not going to behave with you like I behave with my friends. And is that even... Why is that an expectation? Why do you expect for me to behave with you like I would with my friends? You know, that's just not, that's not what happens. Um, But we don't want that. And we don't even, even if, even if we stop and think about how we relate to celebrities, we want to feel like we know celebrities. You know, it used to be the more aloof a celebrity was, it was kind of like the bigger they, they were. Yeah. The more secluded and isolated. And now that's not the case. The larger celebrities are like Kevin Hart. We feel like we know Kevin Hart. Mm Mm-hmm. You want to feel like you know, or if you or you feel that if you don't know them, then they're really not that big of a celebrity. They're not the oh come on, yeah. They're not that big of a celebrity if I don't know you. If you're so secluded, that's because you're nobody. Exactly, exactly. And how do you find that balance? And you because it's necessary and it's healthy. It's necessary and it's healthy, but you, I see that the trend is changing because a good example of that um, is Jamie Foxx. And I, I can see his promotional tour totally. Jamie Foxx used to do the seclusion thing. And now all of a sudden we see him and he's telling all these stories. He tells these stories at these parties and he's telling these stories and he's letting people into his private world. And you come over and do this and people come over and do that. Now he's being open about himself because he's trying to create that. But that was, relationship there, he's but, removing the boundary. But I would say this because I was listening to Kevin Hart's podcast. He not a podcast, his um, XM radio station, mm-hmm. and they were talking about these exclusive celebrity parties that they have now. Where mm-hmm. the the as soon as you get there, you have to put your phone up. You have to check your phone at the door because they just want to be able to be regular people without always being on, without having to worry if somebody is going to record you at a very um, familiar, uh, in in a very familiar space, and then Mm -hmm. use that against you later. Come on, that's it. Use it against you later. And that's real when you're talking about work. I I have tough boundaries at work, and sometimes... I catch flack for it because I realize, and not sometimes, all the time, because people want to feel like, Angela, we want to feel like we know her and we want relationship with her. We want her to to play with me. And what I give at work is, let's talk about this work. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Because my outside of work is full. I have a full outside of work. When I leave work, I have my family outside of my family. I have my dreams and things that I'm doing, my YouTube, my podcast. I'm, I'm writing books. I'm trying to get my life together. I have my commitments to my friends. I have uh, my parents. You, I, I, don't, I have a full outside life. So let's talk about what we're here to talk about. Let's talk about these numbers. Let's talk about this paper. Let's talk about this project. Let's talk about this Excel report. And when it's time to go, let's go. That The boundary is our relationship is built on... It's built on the work. 
So let's deal with the work. But that hinders your promotion. It when does. it's time to get promoted and it's time to get more money, it, it goes to the people they know and like. And how do you deal with that? How do you manage that? Or is it a boundary that you set for yourself and you are okay with the consequences that come from setting that boundary? That you you may say, I'm okay that I won't be considered for this promotion, but it's important to me that I keep my personal life personal. Or is it a, is it a combination of balance? How do you manage it all? I don't know. I think you have to figure out, and this is me thinking here, I think you have to figure out how to control the narrative. I think you have to figure out what to share, what's safe to share. I think you have to figure that part out. That's why I am in the journey today. And that's good. How do I figure out what to share, what's safe to share without saying I'm sharing nothing and, and I haven't figured that out yet. And that's good to, to say that you need to figure out what is safe to share. Because if you are sharing things that you are not comfortable with it being out there, then you're setting yourself up for for failure. It's not going to help you. Like, for example, um, you know, I always say that if I've invited you to my house, then you are my friend. Like, I just don't invite. I don't either. People to my house. <laughs> but if I start a, if I start a job and I'm, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to invite my boss to my house. And then you come to my house and something happens that I'm not comfortable with you seeing or that I'm not comfortable um, happening then, 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 then I'm still gonna have to deal with the consequences of that, even though I wasn't ready to. Yes. And so it's best to say, I, I recognize that that may be the expectation, but I have to decide within myself what I'm ready to open myself up to, because I have to deal with the consequences of it all. But I think it's definitely something we have to figure out because as hard as we work, and as hard as invested as we are in our success and in our careers. You don't want to not get to where it is you're trying to get to all because people feel like, I just don't know her. Right. I just true. don't know him. You don't want that to be the stumbling block. Just because the dynamic changed, am I saying I'm not willing to evolve in how I relate to people? No, it's all about growth. You just have to figure out where you're trying to grow to. Because I would say, no, from, you know where you, where you want to grow to, but how do you be that? How do you be that? How do you, how do you live something that you don't necessarily think is right? Because I don't necessarily think it's right for my coworkers to expect to have, to know what my children look like. Mm -hmm. Why do you expect to want to meet my husband? How was that your business that you should know who my husband and kids are? But I'm finding that. Like, I would never do this. We travel for work, and I have coworkers that will bring their spouses. One, I think is, and I mean at all levels. I have coworkers, that I have leaders that will bring their spouses. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Who brings their spouse? Mm -hmm. And brings their spouse on the trip to dinner? I, I just would not do it. Mm -hmm. But they love to. Oh, his wife is so brave. Do you find that it is usually a male that will bring their spouse and it is viewed as appropriate versus women that bring their husbands? I've seen both. Mm. I've seen both. I've seen men that bring their wives. I've seen 
husbands that bring their husbands. Mm -hmm. I've seen wives that bring their husbands. In fact, one of the last ones, I had a great time with this lady's husband. He was fun. He sat beside me before I knew it. I was laughing and laying on him. He was hilarious. He was a funny guy. And he was, you know, a delight to have around. To his credit, at least he knew how to get in the room Mm -hmm. and make himself likable and build relationships. So even if we felt like, why is her husband here? By the time he told a couple jokes, it was like, oh, hey, honey, glad you came. (laughs) Okay. So knowing this. Okay. So going back. So going back. Knowing this. Because it could be that she brought him because she knows, oh, he works the room. He does. And he can go play golf with my boss and talk about how great it would be for me to be promoted. So could be. So how do you play the that game? Or is it playing a game? Or is it build just building part of what you do to build relationships? When it is not when it doesn't come naturally to you? It could be strategy. I don't think I've ever thought about using my relationship strategically in that way. Now although professionally my job is to build strategic relationships and do so strategically, I don't think I've thought about it internally. Because I see, I would say um, work when I worked in corporate, that a lot of the expectation or the expectation was for a man to be married because it gave the perception that he was more stable. Yes. And so men would get married just so that they could get promoted. Mm. Now, I worked in corporate 16 years ago, so things may have changed since then. But to have a wife and family and kids, that, that, um, I don't hear that so image. much anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't hear so much anymore about that image. But I would say this, I work in politics, and that is definitely still a, hot in politics. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't necessarily say for um, a woman in politics, but maybe it's, maybe so, but definitely for a male. So, you know, right now we have these candidates that are running for um, certain positions, uh, running for president. And, you know, there's one in particular who is was single. And then the question is, like, what's, what's his deal? What's going on with him? You know, and so now he's dating an actress. I okay. heard that they were supposed supposedly engaged, but people want them to, to fall into this narrative of couple and kids and but I don't understand the power of that and how it affects your relationship like how does that affect your level of success because they it affects your relationship with people that directly have the ability to affect your success in your job whether or not you're voted into this next office is determined by the relationship that you have in your private life that is wild yeah, but, but that's the is. power of relationships yeah. and people's ability to feel like they can relate to you and see themselves in you. And maybe that's what it is. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah. They want to be able to see themselves in you. They want to feel like they know you. So what do you think are some safe strategies to, because we said that it's okay to be strategic in building relationships. So if, if it's me at work, and I want to build greater relationships with my teammates. What would be some safe, strategic things to do? I have no idea. 
because that is my struggle as well. I have no idea. But, oh and like, I would say, oh, I wish I could, I, you know, and I'm a cook, but I'm not finna bake cakes. Like some people, every time we get together for team meetings, they will bring, a. I brought everybody a cake. I tried to do what I would do. I like, y'all, now don't judge me. I like a cocktail. I'm looking right at the mic when I say this. <laughs> Is this thing on? I like a cocktail. So I bought everybody like the little shots of Patron. Now that's cheap. I mean, that's high. That's like $4. Of the little shots of Patron are like $4. I bought everybody, maybe even five. I bought everybody the little shots of Patron. It was like, y'all, we've been on the road all day. I just want to give everybody, buy everybody their first drink. Here's a shot on me. I didn't feel like that gained any leverage. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let's see if this gets some some juice. I don't feel like it did anything. Now it could be that like, and here we go. I'm finna I'm finna color the lines a little bit. If I'm in a relationship, I felt this one. I felt this one. Come on, holy. If you're in a relationship, you're married, and your spouse has been cold to you, and they start to warm up to you by bringing you a beverage. Would you be excited by the first beverage? That quick behavior no. change would do nothing. Mm-hmm. So I would say the first tip in strategizing is if you don't get any buy-in the first time you make a behavior change, that does not mean stop. That just means you got to grease the wheel a little bit more. That the behavior change has to be real. So when strategizing... Oh, come on, number two. <laughs> Make sure that you are being honest and true and and figuring out what really works for you and what you are willing to legitimately share on a long-term basis. And, it and, can't be fake. And I think that's it. Because there is a difference between strategy and manipulation. Oh, 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 come on now. And people can feel that. Because it's because manipulation is not consistent. Manipulation is not consistent. And if you are not ready to think long term when it comes to anything that you're gonna do to build a relationship, you probably should not even start. I agree. Yeah. I think for me, most of my struggle is not necessarily I'm, part of it is letting people in. But me actually um, engaging with people where they are as well. So you invite me to your house, I'm not necessarily going to come either. I may not invite you to mine, but if you invite me to yours, I may not come. Yeah. And in the world that I work in, I see um, that it is, it's important that you show up to everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the capacity to show up to everything. I don't And either. I struggle. Oh, girl, that's so good. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Because we do work in a world. Because it, and now I'm, I was speaking about my professional career world. But in my private world, where, where it is more community-based, service-based, showing up is the relationship. Yes. And, and, and a lot of times, showing up. Has a price tag attached to it. Yes, it does. And the higher up the ladder you go. The higher the... We want you to come, but it's $125 a plate. (laughs) Ma'am. I get so many invitations. Oh, we would love for you to come. It's $80 a plate. 
Who paying? <laughs> Let me tell you. I used to work. Oh my um, god. Probably about ten years ago, I worked at a newspaper, and my boss at the newspaper sat on boards, and she would she would get invited to galas. I had to say it that way. I went to a uh, I went to a gala a couple of uh, months ago, and Lynn Whitfield was the guest speaker, mm-hmm. and she kept saying, "Oh, this gala." So I told my daughter, we're just going to have to say it that way from here on out. It's the gala. The gala. And um, she got invited to all of these super fancy events. And I said, oh, I want to be that. I want to be invited to these events. Let me tell y'all, don't invite me to another thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got a kid in college and, uh, <laughs> and a mortgage. Hey, Listen. Listen. And these things, I mean, you know, $25 a ticket. Okay, I can I, I got okay. you. 50, 70. But when we getting into the $250, $300 plate events, 80. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we about $80. I'm like, what's the event? Do I even believe in this cause? Are we going to get a swag bag with the meal? $80. I need to understand what we and, doing. And, and. What's usually, and usually, when and I eighty dollars better not be in the back of the room. <laughs> and usually, if we're being perfectly honest, anything north of fifty dollars a plate, you're gonna be eating the same chicken breast yes. with that gravy and some green beans and some rice pilaf. That's right. And there, there isn't a swag bag. No. At eighty dollars, no. You're not gonna start getting anything good to you at at least one twenty five, one fifty. <laughs> And maybe not even then. And maybe not even then. You might still end up with the with the dry piece of chicken if the invite is right. Right. So you be excited. You get the invite. You're like, oh my god, I got invite. How, wait, wait. How much? How much? And so when oh you go to eat, when you go to enough of these events, then you're like, if I have to eat another piece of this, I'm not gonna eat another piece of this dry chicken. So prices. now I done spent a hundred plus for this ticket, and I still gotta go find me something to eat after this. Right. But the expectation is that you have to show up mm-hmm. for all of these other people that are expecting you to show up for them so mm-hmm. that when it's time for them to show up for you, they'll, they'll show do up. the same. And if you don't, if you don't make the rounds, if you don't go to this person's program, this person's event, this person's fundraiser, if you don't do it when it's your turn, it's, it will be bald head. Yep. The relationship is being out and about and engaged, and you might not have capacity for that. And so that that's where that's where I struggle, especially if it is something that is um, that I have to travel for. Yes, and dress for because there's a cost there too. Because a lot of times uh, uh, there's a dress requirement or a dress code requirement, you know, for these different activities. Oh, you need to wear this color. Oh, you need to do that. There was an event this past year, and it was a beautiful event, but I saw the dress code and said, oh, I, I apologize. I would not be attending because it was a dress code. It was like a, 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 a conference that spanned a couple days, and they had day clothes. They had night clothes, and it was over the, over the, and I was like, oh. I'm just not even, yeah. And not that I don't have clothes, I just wasn't about to do all the wardrobe changes that was affiliated with this particular event. And if you are like my mother or Kim Kardashian or any of the Kardashians, you cannot be seen in the same outfit twice. So if I was at a gala last week and I wore 
a black dress. I can't necessarily, or I should not necessarily, I don't know, are people really paying attention that much? Yes, you can't wear the same thing. Not so bad, (laughs) not back to back, you can't... (laughs) No, if you went to the gala last week and it's the gala next week, you're going to need two different gala outfits. You're going to need a couple of in your pocket. I need to start renting. But owning is expensive. And that creates, you know, financial responsibility. We got hair and makeup. And then in today's world, it's not, it's not okay to not have makeup that's not professional looking. So if you can't do your makeup yourself that looks great, then you need and you want your makeup to look good because yeah. everything is, is on social media. So by the time you pay for the dress, the shoes, the hair and the makeup and your event ticket, I can do I can only do that so many times. Yes. You're only gonna get a couple of those. And even if you're just going to the local event or or some smaller event, there's still um, an image because you're going representing your brand. Um, when I go out and I face out, I'm representing Angela Calloway and all the things, all the entities that she's into, YouTube, podcast, writing, all of those things I'm representing when I'm out and I need to reflect that. And if you're, that creates, it's just a lot. So you have to consider all of that. And then where I need to do it because it's advantageous for my business but then it affects my relationships at home as well. It because does. Because then you're out away from home. And then that relationship can potentially suffer if you're out all the time. And because we live in the age of social media and networks or social networks and connecting to people that we maybe would have never connected with before. Mm-hmm. Now you're not invited to five events. Now mm-hmm. you're invited to five events this week. This week. Oh, I know about this. Can you come? Oh, I know about that. Can you come? Oh, I heard about this. Would you like to go? Yeah, sure. I have to go. Oh, my friend has has this program, this organization. And I promise I feel like everybody got a program in the organization, including me. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody, you know, so, and it's, it's just constant. So, but you're right. You have to be out and engaged and building those relationships. And how do you... How do you do that? How do you do that in a way? Because if you show up to one and somebody else has something and then you don't show up to that. And then you don't want to commit yourself to different things and not be able to fulfill the commitment at the level that's required. Mm-hmm. You know, that that was a new one for me when um, I started working with an organization and I was like, wait a minute, y'all want to do something every month. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> Every single month, y'all want to do something. And I was like, oh, God, okay, that's that's different. Um, so learning how to manage all the relationships that you need to show up for all the time. And I, and I don't know the right answer for that. And, and see, for me, um, part of owning self is being uh, authentic in that ownership. Which means that I am not going to show up to your event, work the room for five minutes, and leave just to say that I showed my face. That's good. So I'm going to show up, and I'm going to engage, and I'm going to support. And that may mean um, where someone who's just doing it for optics, they're just going to come in and, and take a couple of pictures, and then they're out. Because I don't want to be seen that way. Then I'm there for two, three, four, five hours. Yes. And while you can do that for one or two events, it's 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 taxing when you try to do that for multiple events because you have to be on all, all the, the time. time. And it's so funny because I told Tisa 
I think it was maybe a year ago. I said, Tisa, this year is the year. Every time you go out, I'ma go out. <laughs> you remember that? I think it was 2018. I told Tisa, in 2019, every time you go out, I'ma go out. And I think I said that because I was like, she's always where she's supposed to be. And I mean, Tisa will be out every weekend. Every time you go out, I'ma go out. We're gonna be out together. We're gonna be, we're gonna be hanging buddies. Listen. I don't think I made but two functions. <laughs> I think I made two functions. I was like, girl, don't you know I got these kids? What are you talking about? So I don't know the right strategy for being able to sustain under going out and build. Because see, when I have to go out for work, that's a carved out time. Right. Right. But this is in your personal world. This is in your, these events don't happen a lot of times during the weekday. These events happen weeknights, your weekends. And I got, I have swimming and softball and, and, and soccer and all of that and peewee, peewee playtime yep. <laughs> on Saturdays and Sundays. So and I don't really, you know, know when you fit those things in. I think that you have to purpose in your mind, which ones you are, you're going to make a priority. Um, in my job, there are a couple of conferences that happen every year. There's one particular conference that happens around my daughter's birthday. And it is in Savannah. So it's a five-hour drive. So it's not possible for me to meet during the day, come home, and birthday at night. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, my first year that I attended the conference, I missed her birthday. Oh, wow. And it really, it made me sad. Because my kids are important to me. you I, I take their birthdays off. I don't take my birthday off. But I take the kids' birthday off. And I make a big deal about their birthdays. And this particular year, I was out of town. And it really made me sad. And so I purposed in my mind that that is a conference that I will not attend. Is it, are there some professional implications that come from that decision? Absolutely. But... There are other conferences and other opportunities for me to engage. And so I've just decided that I don't have to engage at every single one. That's good. You know, but but I had to be clear on the front end that that is what I was going to do because of what's important to me personally, because of the impact that it had on my personal life. And you know what? I think that's good. I think I think we have to apply that logic across all all boards, you know, you found, you identified that, no, this isn't a conference I can't attend because it affects my relationship with my children. And that relationship is important to me. But there are other conferences that I can attend where I can still build those same relationships. So then my third question to you all would be, and to self, what do I need to show up for? What are my priority engagements that I need to show up for because if you if you got to be strategic and that's our word we got to be strate strategic in how we build these relationships which ones are the ones that and I think you need to be prayerful in it because you don't want to be focusing on the wrong thing but which conferences which events and activities do I need to attend and you know and that's a good one because that that's a really good one because um, I've, I've had that struggle recently. Mm. So there's a, a big ball that happens in Atlanta around the holidays. It's the mayor's mass ball. Yes. And because I work in politics, if you are a politician or, you know, um, you engage in that world at all, that's one of the events that you yes. attend. 
And I have never attended the mayor's mass ball. And so I have to say, is this the one? Is it, is it, is, are the small groups more beneficial for me? The ones that you're going to be seeing? Because if I attend and then everybody else is here, are you going to even know that I'm here? Right. But so why have you, but why have you never attended? It's just never been, first of all, I don't even know how you get invited to this thing. And it's, yeah, I don't know how you get invited. And it's probably, and I'm sure there is somebody that I know in my circle that can invite me to the mayor's mass ball. I just haven't said anything, you know? So, so it's, it's, I don't even know if it's an invitation or if you just buy a ticket and then you go. I have no idea. You know. But but it's but it's really you know, when you talk about strategy, it's really figuring out what what is your end game from this relationship. And again, I want to be authentic. I don't want to be manip- manipulative. I don't want to yeah. feel like I'm just attending this I want to be seen in the place where people are seen. Yes. Because then you'll burn, you'll burn, you'll burn out. If you have five events in a week and you're not selective about what events you're going to attend, you'll go to the first three and then you'll be too tired when you finish yeah. with everything else you have to do. And then the last two, the two you really needed to go to are the two you end up skipping out on. Right. Right. So you got to be, because you're tired. So you have to be strategic. And, and big is not necessarily effective. Right. So you may be in the room, but you're not meeting the same people that you may have met at a smaller event. That's right. You're not going to get the mileage out of it. The and same that's way. So, so now you're you buying know. a ticket to the mayor's ball, yeah. and the ticket is $300. You get to the ball, and then you just, you're just talking to your husband all night? Or the same people that you would have talked to. Or the to. same people yeah. you would have talked to that know you already. That's pointless to spend $600 <laughs> to get nothing out of it. But is it to get anything out of it? Is the whole point of you attending? Yes, because to of, get it's to build a relationship. The goal is to build professional relationships that produce something in your life that help to produce and and catapult you and move. Because if promotion comes through relationship, and I believe and I feel at a certain level it's true. But you people know what? Hire people they like. People promote and want to work with people that they know and that they like and that they feel that they can relate to. And if that's a part of your bossing up then you have to build the relationships. And that's true. But I've also but I've always lived by the the uh the scripture that says that promotion comes from God. It does. So am I positioning myself for promotion or am I waiting for God to open that door? Oh she being deep in here today, child <laughs> <laughs> And by positioning myself, am I stepping into to Am I stepping in the way of a process that I should not have my hand in right now? I don't know. I don't know. And that's a great, that's a great thought. But God uses people. God that's uses true. man. That's God true. God uses us. But if you're not These ready. These are the tools that God uses. So if. But if you're not ready, then you could do more damage than good. I agree. But I, I, have, a, I have a friend who had been looking for a job for a year. And he went to dinner, a friend, a friend came, he ran into a friend and they said, hey, he was out and about. And he ran to a friend and said, hey, I'm about to go have brunch with some friends. If you're not doing anything, you're welcome to come have brunch with us. 
He goes to brunch. He gets to brunch and a guy at brunch that, that was just there, they met and he was like, oh, you know, well, what you doing? What you been up to? He talking amongst the other guys. They know, well, you know, I'm just looking for a job. It's really been tough. The guy who he didn't know at the table said, oh, well, you're looking for a job. What do you do? So he goes into the spiel about what he does. He gets to the end of what he does. And the guy says, hey, I'm hiring for two director level jobs. If you would like one, I'm certainly love to interview you and hire you. He gets a director's level job. Never been a director before. Mm-hmm. This is a six figure job. All because you went to brunch. Right. Okay. My husband had had an old coworker who had a job, got let, who had a job within the company. Her job was dissolved. She took a lesser paying job and had to move from her home state so that she could fulfill the other role. Was flying back home over the Christmas holiday. Now it's January now. Flying home over the Christmas holiday. On the flight, two-hour flight from Texas to her hometown, she's sitting next to a guy. And he, they was like, well, what, what brings you back, you know, this way? You know how you make small talk? Well, right. you know, I'm a job. I lost a job. Da, 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 da. Hires her on the plane for a VP job. On the plane. She gets off the plane with a job offer. Well, I'd like to offer you this position. I'm going to go ahead, you know, I interviewed you on the plane. I'm going to reach out to HR when the plane touches down. She got an official offer letter after she got off the flight. Turned in her two weeks notice. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Relationships. And I don't, I think those are God ordained moment when we see God move in miraculous ways to get you where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But he uses people. That's true. He uses people. Now, I don't necessarily think you have to go all outside your way and be crazy and try to manipulate and manufacture things. Because I just gave two examples of you can't manufacture going home on a flight. You just going home and that's the way it worked out. You can't manufacture you out and about living your life and somebody say, hey, you want to go to brunch? And you say, yeah. And you get to brunch and in somebody's back pocket is two senior jobs. Right. Two six-figure jobs that they can hand out and they're willing to hand you one. But both of those are are examples of relating to people that you don't know. And unless you're comfortable talking to people outside of your personal circles, oh, that's good. Then, then that never happens. That never And happens. so how do you grow in that area? Because that is a struggle for me. I am very personable and you talk to me, I'm going to talk to you. And I'm going to crack jokes and the whole nine. But I'm not the one to just strike up a conversation with the next person that walks into the room. That's practice. That's a skill. That's practice. When I first started being a rep, we would practice going out and door knock. We would practice. And I trained the new reps. So when I trained them, we practice. We go in a conference room and I make them I sit down and you have to approach me like you would like you're a stranger. Give me your spiel. Now I can do it with a Give job. Me Give me I your can el- do it with a job because I'm not representing myself. It's all the same. I've, I've campaigned for other people and I've gone knocking on doors and I've called strangers. Can do it with my eyes closed. But if I'm in a especially social 
circle, it's it's a little intimidating for me to just see somebody hanging out at the bar and walking up and saying, hey, what do you do? Because I hate the the what do you do conversation. It's all the same. And it's all about getting comfortable. I'm not saying you don't have uncomfortable moments. Like, uh, one of mine would be, I can't stand people that constantly... And you have to when you are doing your own thing. But every time you talk to them, it's about their thing. Mm-hmm. I almost It just grates my nerve. Or their every post on Instagram and Facebook is to publicize their thing. It grates my nerve a little bit. But the truth is, you have to do that. Every it's- time... It's hard because I'll tell you this. You have to if I see you and I like your necklace, I can easily say, oh, I really like that. Where'd you, oh, Tiffany, love it. I have this and, you know, I can relate. But if it's just the, the initial what are we talking about conversation, if it doesn't start with, so what do you do, which I hate, then what do we talk about? How, how do we strike up that conversation? I, you have to practice it, and even you have to practice it until it becomes comfortable. I actually went to a, a networking event, and it wasn't really a networking event. I had participated in this leadership uh, program, and we had a mini reunion. And I got there. It was me and another. I got there. I was the second person there, and I was a little uncomfortable. It was a little awkward in the beginning, but you know, we started chatting. Me and the the young lady that put the event together. And a couple of people kind of trickled in and there was one young lady who came in and there were probably about maybe 10 people at this point. And I mean, she came right on in, stuck her hand out. I mean, and just start introducing herself. I'm such and such. I'm such and such. I'm such and such. I mean, she went around the entire room. Mm-hmm. I would have never okay, but how done did she, that. Okay, but how did she introduce herself? This is good. She just walked up. Hi, I'm Tisa. Did she say and that? you are? And it was, I mean, that I would never do. Now, see, I could do that, but I wouldn't give the position. Mm-hmm. I would just say, hey, I'm Angela. Mm-hmm. And that's it because you're meeting me and not my position. Mm-hmm. But you need to give the position too or the role or whatever comes with you. And that's the part I don't like. Yeah. But you have to come in and say, hey, I'm Angela. I'm the consultant for da 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 and yeah, makes you me have un- to you it have to give the whole. And but I agree because I feel of- like when you're meeting me, you're meeting me. Yes. I'm me. I'm not the the role that I'm feeling in this moment. But if I'm there representing myself, if I'm at a work event and I'm representing my company as this, you need to know who I am and why I'm in the room. And I think that 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 is and the where same I need to. World. Yeah, that's where I need to work. Because at a lot of these, especially networking events, even though I am me, the person, I am representing the role that I feel. And maybe and, and I maybe be okay with that. And maybe the smart way is you just get a, a name tag. And I have one, and I will like not wear it. Wear the name tag, <laughs> and then when you go out, all you have to say is, "Hi, I'm Tisa," and then they can see who you are on your shirt. And, on your on your jacket and a moment of transparency and sometimes when I walk in the room I won't have my name tag on mm-hmm. and then pe- when people don't recognize who I am then I get a little oh, I die a little inside <laughs> 
And then I look around That's and funny. everybody has on the name tag. And I'm just like, why? Wow. Uh, but see, she keep it in your purse. Yeah. So you put it in I your purse. I keep purse. it in the car. So no, that I have it. keep yeah. it in the purse. And then when it's in the purse, in the zip, then if you realize everybody has that on, you say, oh, I forgot to put mine. And you just slip it right on. Yeah. And go on with your day. Because I really don't want to be the person that just walks in with the name tag on. And, and it has my, like my position on it. And then nobody else has on the name tag. Because, because showing up to build relationships, whether it's personal or professional, or it's professional, but in your personal professional career, showing up to build relationships and not giving people why they should know you, they won't necessarily want to know you. Mm-hmm. People want to know why should I want to know you, and 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 we want to believe that our personality is just so great. You should want to know me because, but if we are there, they don't know you. Why should I want to know you? We want to be wanted for ourselves, right? I right. want you to like me for me. But a lot of times in these meetings, you have quick minutes. You don't have all day for people to get to know you and decide they like you, right? They need to have a little bit of why I should know you to even engage. And and also piggybacking off of that, it's also necessary in your position, in your positions, depending on where you are, to to embrace the fact that sometimes people need to know your position in order for them to engage with you properly. Because for example, of That's the flight you know, had she not talked about her professional um, experience, he would have never known that there was a fit for a position well, he that he was trying for. to fill. You know, and, and, and I she think, was able to move back home. I think for me, the aversion started um, when I was uh, at the early part of my career when I would attend these networking events. Mm-hmm. And I always felt like the networking events were just about what you could do for somebody else. Like nobody really wanted to get to know you or yes. build a relationship with you. They just wanted to know, well, what could you do for me? What job could you give me? What money could you put in my pocket? And I never saw the benefit. All right. At that point, I didn't see the benefit of networking until I moved up a little bit in my career mm-hmm. and realized that networking should be about building mutual bene- mutually beneficial relationships. That's good. That there may be a need that I have that you can fill or vice versa. And that it's important for us to build relationship to uncover those opportunities. That's good. Um, and so I, I have a different perspective of networking now than I did. And maybe it was because, you know, you're young. Everybody's broke. Nobody's really in a position to help anybody else. Right. You know, when you get, you know, higher up, now you're in decision-making positions and you could do a little bit more than what you could do then. But that aversion started for me a long time ago. And I've, over probably the last two years, been intentional about trying to build those professional relationships, those associates that it's important for you to have relationships with them, but they're not the personal ones where you're inviting them to your house and right. you know showing them pictures of your kids. You're not going to know. You're not going to know the kids. <laughs> Never, ever. I'm not going to know the kids. Yeah. That's really good. So it sounds like we have homework. Guys, so the homework question for you today is, what can you do to build relationships? You got to practice it. We've talked about how it may not be comfortable for you, but you need a strategy, not a manipulative strategy. Yes. 
but a strategy that is real for you, that is personal for you, that is sustainable, that you can be consistent in, that will help you build the relationships that you need to have greater success and agency in your life. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to Boss Today. We hope you learned a lot. Yes, I did. All right, we're going to keep working and keep talking, and we'll see you next time.